One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, remember, you can catch me back on drive from 4pm alongside Premier League 100 Club member Darren Bent later on today. Now, we start with egg chasing, and tonight marks, of course, the beginning of the 2023 World Cup as host France take on New Zealand. England boss Steve Bothwick has been speaking to the media about his expectations ahead of the tournament. Well, I think, I think there's a quality group of players here who I think a sense from is, is a real determination to go and and put their performances, put their best performances on the park. I sense the the frustration, what people have been saying about them. From an England perspective, it couldn't be any lower going into the World Cup. They, they haven't fired a shot this summer. They didn't look particularly fit. I know they will be particularly fit. They will have worked exceptionally hard on it. But there's no point having that in the bank if you can't put it onto the pitch in any, any capacity. And uh, England go into this first game against Argentina now as massive underdogs you know, which we never would have thought going into that first big game down in Marseille and right now as I sit you know, and, and coach the team and watch this team prepare this, this last week I have an expectation that these players are going to go and perform the quality that they have this week led by Courtney well, I think what we've done is picked the, the team as the right team for this Saturday night clearly there's a couple of players unavailable through suspension I think but this is a, I think this is a very, very good team. I think as you look at it, I've talked about the experience that we have within the squad. People who played in World Cups before. Um, I think Courtney's fourth World Cup. This one. I think what you've also got then is um, younger players, players with uh, less caps. The likes of Mitch, the likes of Ben Earl, Ollie Chesham, Theo Dan, George Martin. These guys, the Marcus Smith that add another dimension to our team. And I think that's a great blend for where we are right now. On now to the breakfast show and former England fullback Danny Rose told Alan Brazil and Gabby Abonhaw why he was surprised that Raheem Sterling did not make the latest three Lions squad. Listen, Gareth's got his, he's got his ideas, hasn't he? He left Madison out for a while and Jack. Now it's Raheem. I, I just, I'm baffled why Raheem's not in that squad. So am I. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't know until you know I spoke to a friend uh, last week that Raheem wasn't in it, and I've seen Rio's uh, Rio Ferdinand's comments, and you know, at first I sort of think it's it's a bit extreme, you know, what he said, but you know, thinking about it, y- you can understand where Rio's coming from, and yeah, if I was Raheem, 
I'd be, you know, very unhappy that um, he's he's not involved at the minute. But you know, knowing Gareth, he would have called him and explained his reasons why. But for me, Raheem should definitely be in it. He's, well, he's a spark top player, player, isn't he? Yeah, especially for England. You know, Raheem. You know, after probably Harry, Raheem's in the next group of players that you know I'd put first first name down on a team sheet. England push forward as we go into 14 added minutes. It's three now. Kane crossing from the right hand side and Sterling is in on the act. Yeah, How good was he in Euros? He was, like, he was the one that was like carrying us in Euros yeah, in outstanding form. Yeah, he's frightening and um, I just can't believe that he's not involved in you know this next camp. One man who did make the three-line squad is Chelsea defender Levi Colwell, and he has told the media about life under Pochettino and which teammates inspire him. I think the big thing for me was the first day I came in, him just putting his arm around me um, and showing me that you know he respects me as a person and also a player, and it allows me to work my hardest and I want to play my best for him. I think that's a big difference, him showing that you know the two sides where a majority of managers might just look at you as a footballer, which he doesn't. Um, and yeah, that helps me play my best football. When I first joined Brighton, I wasn't playing. Um, and then obviously Graham Potter left and Deserby came in. I still wasn't playing for a while. And it was tough, mentally tough, going into training every day and not played and not feel like you wanted. But you just got to get your head down and keep working hard. And I think that's what I've done. And that's where, you know, the big leaders in the team helped me last season. Um, and then once I did get my chance, I said to try and keep it. Um, then even then, some some games I might not play, and it's tough. It's up and down. It's up and down. And then that's just helped me so much. And then obviously went Euros, and then had a great Euros, which I can't complain about. And now so far, it's been so good at Chelsea. Just plays it forward in towards Stones. Four in red shirts converge on him, Terrific. and then he turns and beautifully takes all four out of the picture. Terrific play, John Stones. That definitely now, John Stones. I think watching him, I think he's an amazing player. Um, so calm on the ball and I think definitely trying to improve myself I've got to watch these players same as Thiago Silva um, I remember being younger and watching them so definitely these sort of players that you know are technically amazing and are calm on the ball it's definitely helped me and let me mould myself around it Next up of course is my drive time show and yesterday afternoon me and Bentley discussed Jude Bellingham's incredible start to life at Real Madrid and what an exciting talent he is Bright light, city life, I gotta make it, this is where it goes down. Shaw firing it in, Batty in England, and the immensely talented teenager is off and running. Extremely exciting to have someone so talented, so young. You've got to let Bellingham do what he's doing at Real Madrid, let him go up and score goals. Lucas with the shot, Sorry, has spilled it, Bellingham scored, he's done it again, he's scored in all four of Real Madrid's first games of the season. Then midfield there is a player that I love which is Bellingham. Bellingham is the perfect player. He's got the world at his feet. You can see the level of maturity he's got in his play. Jude Bellingham provides it. Stands, hands outstretched, takes the adulation from the travelling England support. Pressure's followed me everywhere so far. I think the expectations I've had on myself since I've started playing football has always been higher than the expectation anyone could put on me. The world is his oyster. He doesn't have any ceiling. He is everything that you want in a footballer. I think there is a Ballon d'Or waiting for Jude Bellingham in his career. Wow, what a player. What a kid. Now, over in uh, in Spain, he's, as I mentioned earlier, on five goals in four games in La Liga. He's got a shirt, one of the most iconic shirts in Real Madrid's history. Number and that's five. Number five, Zinedine Zidane. And he's probably 
Uh, you can put Vinicius Junior into this conversation. Probably their best player so far this season. That's, yeah, you'd have to say. I mean, again, it's not the lifetime achievement award because people will throw Modric and Tony Cruz and these guys, and rightly so. But what he's done in such a short space of time, but not even so much a short space of time since he's been at Real Madrid. I feel like I'm missing a period somewhere. I know what you mean. From 15 to 20. How has he been at Birmingham, Dortmund and Real Madrid mm. in five years? I don't get it. I feel like I'm missing I'm missing a period somewhere. Let me ask you, is he making you watch more La Liga football now when Real Madrid are on? Yeah, he's making me watch more La Liga. Kane's making me watch more Bundesliga. Oh, wow, okay. This kid. If he doesn't get injured, England win the Euros. 20 years old. Mm. I mean, you can question. I know I know Wayne Rooney broke through Everton when he was 16. That yeah. famous goal against David Seaman, remember the name. Mm. Um, and United signed him not long after that. But yeah. I, I wonder if Wayne Rooney could have done as well as Drew Bellingham's done in this short space of time. We did. In, no, in a foreign country. Yeah. Because I don't think people I, talk about that. No, yeah, and I think, but I think it helped him because of the Dortmund things. He, he was acclimatised yes, to it. Yes, yeah. But I think Rooney, Rooney could have gone anywhere on the planet and still been unbelievable. I'm not doing that. A lot of people say that Declan Rice will be the next England captain. It's going to be him or Bellingham, right? You'd say so. I mean, again, they're, they're two players. We, we waxed Liverpool about what Declan Rice has been doing at West Ham and since he's gone to Arsenal. But what Bellingham's doing over there at Real Madrid is... It's unheard of. Like the goals, the I think it's even the, and again, this is not a negative. The arrogance to go to that club and almost be like, I don't really care if that's Tony Cruz, that's Modric, that's Vinicius Junior. I'm the main man, mm. and I'm going to show everyone I'm the main man. Even some of the celebrations, the the, the arms wide open to the fans, and it, I, I honestly genuinely hope that he stays at that football club for ten years. On out to boxing, and last night. Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou sat down in front of the press for the very first time since the announcement of their upcoming fight in October. Here's what both men had to say, starting with Tyson Fury. You know, it's a very special event for me and it's a very special um, time in sports where a powerhouse like Saudi Arabia are coming in, they're taking over the game, they're taking over football, boxing, whatever you want. I think within five years, ten years, they're going to be the powerhouse of all sports. All the big sporting events will be in Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Um, and for me, obviously, I've topped the bills in Vegas, London, all over the place. You name it, I've done it. I'm absolutely honoured um, to be fighting Francis. He's going to be a very, very good fighting man. You can see he's massive, he's in shape. Um, he's going to be a real challenge. And it's something different for me. Look, I'm used to boxing boxers and boxing the head off somebody. But to fight like an MMA guy, he's coming in different style, he's lower, he's more, it's different, it's a different look. And, you know, I can't wait, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic event. And I'm honoured that I'm a part of it, and I'm honoured that Francis is. If you look here, like, this is the African king, Francis Ngannou, and the Gypsy king. People just look at these photographs, they don't realise the amount of work and effort that's gone into them. Let me just tell you, the lady who designed these costumes, she's won three Oscars. Three Oscars, the costume designer. The guy who took the photographs won three big awards as well. So this is not small time. This is as big as it gets. Usually I would say knockout because that's what comes first. I mean, I know the guy in front of me. I have watched Tyson fight live personally uh, so many times. I have watched a lot of tape about him. And he's very sleeky, you, you know. So, uh, and that's why I put a lot of focus on my uh, delivery system that we were talking about earlier, because he's a guy that is very, very hard to hit. Um, so I'm working about, uh, about that, and I'm aware that he might not get that punch, maybe not in full, uh, with full power, but I'm, I'm making sure that however he goes, the victory 
will be mine. In Riyadh on October 28th, the victory will be mine. Now today, the International Olympic Committee, or the IOC, is set to vote whether cricket should become an Olympic sport for the first time at the 2028 Los Angeles Games. It's fair to say that Simon Jordan and Jim White didn't see eye to eye when it came to discussion on this topic. Boxing we know is in the Olympics and so it should be because some famous famous boxers have won uh, Olympic golds in the past. But now we hear Olympic chiefs are set to green light cricket to be included as a new sport for the 2028 Games in Los Angeles. Yes. Left arm round the wicket, three to come. One in off. the Olympics. One in off. the Olympics. What are we talking about here? Okay. I mean, is cricket an Olympic sport? Is is surfing an Olympic sport? Is skateboarding an Olympic sport? Is volleyball an Olympic sport? Is wrestling an Olympic sport? Yes, they are. So why wouldn't cricket, which is a bona fide, legitimate sport, the Olympics has evolved from what it originally started at hundreds of years ago, and it's moved on to try and embrace the commercial realities and necessities of a sport, of a competition that needs to embrace a whole raft of other opportunities. So I don't see why, if you can, if you can put football in it, if you can put tennis in it, why would you not? Why would there be any arguments just that cricket, in well, the format that they're advancing, by the way, which is T20, why would there be any pushback on that? Do you think football should be in it? I don't. Well, I think that ship has sailed, hasn't it? It is. It has. Right. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think surfing should be in it? Probably not. No. What about break dancing? I just think. Well, I know I mean, that's I a passion you of yours. Yeah. I can see you doing that. Yeah. Uh, obviously not. No to break dancing. I think but the Olympics. Are, but these are all things that are now part of the Olympic roster. But when I was a kid growing up, I think the Olympics, and I think track, field, boxing, tossing the caper should be in it by that logic. Then, but obviously, yes, I would toss yours. But does the introduction of niche sports devalue the gravitas Awful, of a gold it? medal? That's the bottom line question, is it not? And can you imagine the final? Well, what about rain football, stop play? Who gets a gold medal then? Because cricketers don't like well, playing in the but, wet. No, but it's very different. You're talking about most of the time when rain stops play, it's because of test match cricket rather than limited over cricket. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's you not. Can, you can find, you find most of the time an ability in a schedule, even with inclement weather, to complete a t- T20 game. Most of the time. Yeah. And, cricket. Uh, and, and Umpires so, were light metres. Look. Three to come. The, the, you can make the same argument for different reasons as to whether football should be involved. You can make the same argument for different reasons as to whether tennis should be involved. I mean, certainly if you're going to move into the Olympic disciplines, you're departing miles away from that by including surfing and skateboarding and, and table tennis and all of these things that have formed part of the Olympic roster. I agree with you. So the with that in mind, I think, I think there's an argument, absolutely. If we, if we want to be traditionalists, then I agree that the principle of the Olympics was very different to what it is now. But like most things in life, there is, an, and there is a need for evolution. I'm not always in the camp of revolution. You know, tennis has evolved. Wimbledon's evolved. It's now gone from not playing middle Sundays to playing middle Sundays. It's put a roof over the top of the, of the, yeah. of the number one, sorry, of the centre court and number one court soon to be. So with that in mind, things evolve. And it's, it's probably realistic to assume that something that wants to retain the relationship it has with the end user being the people that watch it mm. as the Olympics. And they, they are they are being impacted. Their, their attendances and their, and their figures are nowhere near what they used to be many, many years ago. So this is the reasons why they're embracing a sort of what we would 
categorise, I suspect, yeah. as a progressive mentality. Well, I mean, a whole variety of Do you think it diminishes lovers. it? Well, I, th I think not just cricket, but other sports that, that you've mentioned. So, so, so let me get this right. So if Scotland had a vaguely decent um, cricket team, you'd be against them going to win golds? No, of course I wouldn't be against Scotland winning any right. gold in any well, event. Well, well, but I think it would be against them as lack cricket, of talent. I agree, I, agree, I agree with you across the board that nowadays so many other niche sports are in there. So you'd so be for it not Scotland cricket. had a decent cricket side that could win gold. No, I'm still not for it, but okay. I'm, being, I'm being put to the sword by a whole bunch of cricket lovers who are saying, Jim, basically shut your face. I mean, there's one. Cricket is the second largest participation sport Sounds in the fair. world. It gives countries from other parts of there the world their time to shine. Absolutely. Jim, you're getting your knickers in a twist over cricket being in the Olympics. Not really, but to some extent, I can see why the IRC wants it. Because... If you had, a, and as you rightly say, Simon, a 2020 format final yep. in the Olympics and India and Pakistan are contesting it. You're going to have a global audience that's so phenomenal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So so the global audience, I can see where the IOC are going with that. But my big, my, the wider argument is, this what is have the Olympics become? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Finally, yesterday, Hawking Between Jokers were joined by a big-name actor, Damien Lewis, who chatted about the day he was asked to man-mark Zinedine Zidane. We're going to talk a bit of football because you, you've been a stalwart soccer aid. I think you played in the first one, didn't you? Did you all those years? I ago? was in the first one, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I played Zizou. I was in the middle of the park. Going out at Old Trafford, okay, in front of 72,000 people. Brian Robson, yeah. yes, Brian Robson. He taps me on the arse as I'm going out and he goes, right, dear Moore, you're on Zidane, keep your legs closed. <laughs> And literally, as I walk, as I run onto the table, I'm looking at my shoulder, going, "What? Who? <laughs> what? Brian? What?" Oh, amazing! So after about fifteen minutes, I clatter into him, oh. and it's late. It's wow. late, yeah. And he goes down, and he goes, "I can't swear on it." But you can't. So he says, "Yeah." So he goes, "Expletive, expletive, expletive." It's a charity game, man. What stupid? It's stupid <laughs> charity, man. What? I said, sure. "Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough." Fair enough. Anyway, so fifteen minutes after that, Zizi's rolling his he's rolling his foot over the ball, and I go chasing him down to the touchline, trying to stay close. He literally he looks up, he gives me a look in the eye, and he goes boop, 
and he just sticks it straight between my legs, nutmegs me in front of that whole staff, <laughs> who spon- oh, no. all spontaneously burst out laughing at my at my expense. And oh. the, the best thing is Andy Townsend on the on the commentary, and he just goes, "Bye bye." Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening to the Talks Wherever we ever get your podcast from. Of course, I'll be back later on today at 4pm alongside the sneaker freak Darren Bent for today's Drive Time Show. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks with Daily Podcast at first in the morning. Do what you got to do to get it to them. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.